Hello, 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 and welcome to the bonus episode of FYI on Cults. I hope you guys are having a wonderful time. And I just thought of a word that you guys might mix up with it, but they're pronounced a little bit differently. So the word is cult, the word we're looking at, and also a male horse, potro in Spanish, is a colt. So be careful. Cult, secta, colt is the kind of horse. <laughs> Talk about nuances. Let's see. I'm going to say them both in the same sentence. There's a cult, cult. Whoa, whoa. Talk about nuances. All right. Well, my amigos, repeat it until you say it perfectly. Now, we're going to look at some doomsday cults, and the word doom is perdición, muerte. I think there's a character named Dr. Doom in comic books. Well, one of the most infamous cults ever was called Heaven's Gate, and it was in existence from 1972 to 1997. And it sounds more like Hell's Gate than Heaven's Gate. All right, well, it was founded in San Diego in 1972 by Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. Now, that's really interesting because both of their names have to do with food. Apple is manzana, and nettle is a kind of plant. I had it in Italy when I... Uh, with some pasta when I was there. It was really, really good. You say ortiga. Yeah, I know. It doesn't sound like it would be a good dish, but it is delish. So her last name, Bonnie Ortigas, Bonnie Nettles. And this cult, Heaven's Gate, was based on the premise that aliens would escort members, and to escort is llevar, escoltar, members of the group, to the kingdom of heaven, and that's in quotations, and it would take them via extraterrestrial spacecraft. They first made headlines, llegaron a la prensa, in 1975, when they convinced 20 new followers to give up their earthly possessions, leave their families, and vanish. And to vanish means to disappear. That's pretty crazy. 20 people, not one. Because, okay, one guy, you talked him into it. Le convenciste. But 20 people gave up all of their earthly possessions, everything they own. They left their families, everyone they loved, and they just vanished. But Heaven's Gate, unfortunately, that wasn't the worst moment. They're known for a much more tragic event that happened two decades later. This was in March of 1997. The group carefully planned and then carried out or executed, nunca mejor dicho, a mass suicide. And they timed it, to time it es hacer que coincida, they timed it to coincide with the arrival of the Halley Bop comet. And the members of this group thought that this comet would conceal the alien spacecraft on its way to Earth. So clad in black tunics, 
clad is another way of saying dressed, in black tunics and Nike sneakers, 39 members of the Heaven's Gate cult ate applesauce, which was mixed with sedatives. I believe it was uh, barbiturates and vodka. And then they covered their heads with a plastic bag and I think you know the rest. Nine of the 18 men, including Applewhite, had been surgically castrated. Yeah, the group mandated celibacy. And that's another thing. They want celibacy for you. But then the leader of the group has sex with everybody in the group. Doesn't matter what gender they are or how old they are. That sounds a bit hypocritical. And that's something that I've seen too when I was researching this. There is a lot of hypocrisy here in these cults. It's do as I say, not as I do. And the craziest part, as if, you know, castration isn't crazy, there was a videotape of a message made by some of the members prior to the suicide, prior to his anterior a. And they said, with a very cheerful voice, smiling, they said that they were willing, even happy, to die and move to, quote-unquote, the next level. If you want to hear more about this, there's an excellent documentary. It's called Heaven's Gate, The Cult of of cults. And I get it, because one thing is to convince people to give away their possessions. One is to leave their family. But another one is to kill themselves? You really have to have this person under control. I mean, if not, there's no way. Nobody, I don't know anybody that could get me to kill myself. So this is what makes this fascinating too, because we're all asking ourselves, how can this happen and continue to happen as we'll see later on? The next one we're gonna take a gander at is called the People's Temple. And this was from 1955 to 1978, as I said in the first part, a lot of these cults were around in the 60s and 70s. As I said, they were popping up, popping up everywhere. And this one, like many of them too, because if you look at their guidelines, sus directrices, a lot of it makes sense. Be kind, you know, work together, this kind of perfect community, what is the word I'm looking for here? A utopia. You know, I love all that. All those ideals are great. But when you're telling people that they have to, uh, you know, they have to participate in sodomy or, you know, fellatio and things like this, well, that's where we're going too far. The guy who founded the People's Temple is a guy named Jim Jones. And it was founded in Indiana in the year 1955. And it appealed to a lot of people because I guess that's the question I keep asking myself. How does this appeal to people? I mean, normal people, I understand if you have issues, as we said before, alienation, things like this, I get it. But somebody who comes from a normal home, no mental health issues, how could somebody get involved in something like this? But if they sell it to you well, and that's another thing, these guys are great marketers. They're great at selling their thing. Just look at Scientology, one of the biggest, most active cults in the world right now. And we're gonna look at that. Don't think we're not going to look at Scientology. 
Some of the things that the people's temple was advocating for, y esto es ser defensor de, were civil rights, operating homes for the elderly. So that, I mean, who doesn't want that? ¿Quién no quiere más centros para la gente mayor? ¿Quién no quiere derechos civiles? You know, and, and also they, they said, we're going to help people with mental issues. We're going to cure them. So, you know, who doesn't want that? That sounds very promising. And his goal, according to him, Jim Jones's goal was to create an egalitarian, utopian community. And in 1965, he moved his family and the People's Temple to the Redwood Valley in California. Fast forward to 1974. And they leased land in Guyana. And this is where the group would flee media scrutiny. And to flee is huir de algo. Cuidado, es un verbo irregular. Flee, fled, fled. Because in the United States, they were starting to attract attention. And not the attention they wanted. Because they set up an agricultural commune. And, well, uh, there was a, a plethora of these cults at the time. And the FBI was aware, and they were keeping an eye on all of them. So this town that they moved out there was called Jonestown. It grew to around 900 people. And in November of 1978, Congressman Leo Ryan traveled to Jonestown, where he and three journalists were shot and killed right before this guy ordered his followers to drink a cyanide-laced drink. And cyanide is a poison. If something is laced with something or spiked with something, es que lleva un veneno o una droga. And this resulted in the loss of, are you ready for this? 909 lives. And now we have a popular expression, which is to drink the Kool-Aid. And Kool-Aid is a type of punch. I imagine that was the punch they were drinking. And to drink the Kool-Aid in modern day English means to completely accept a certain belief or philosophy without question, especially one that is considered bizarre. So it's like, you know, you're believing an obviously false narrative. You're gullible. You believe it. You drank the Kool-Aid. Te lo creíste y no tenías que haberte lo creído. And speaking of Kool-Aid, this is a drink that we had all the time when I was a kid. And now it's making me thirsty. But I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid, not the one that's laced with cyanide. If you want to hear about this infamous story, there is a documentary called Jonestown, Paradise Lost. In fact, there were three or four documentaries that I came across, but that was the only one I could really recommend because I haven't seen the rest of them. This next one is a little bit more recent. This is the cult of Aum Shirinyoko, and this was founded in the 80s by a guy named Shoko Asahara. He claimed to be Christ, Cristo. And at one point, he garnered, and to garner is ganar, he garnered tens of thousands of followers across the world. And that's the other thing, guys. I get it, maybe 20 people follow. But when you've got 
tens of thousands of followers, it means you're a really good manipulator. And his teachings, like many of them, started out to be very spiritual. You know, be good to your brothers and sisters. You know, the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. You know, the whole nine yards. Well, it's not nine, it's Ten Commandments. Pero la expresión es, the whole nine yards, y todo eso, y todo lo que conlleva. And basically, these spiritual teachings became increasingly violent. His message went from one of peace and hippie and lovey-dovey to violence. And cult members in this cult even paid money to drink this guy's blood. Oh, man. People are wacky. And I don't like to say wacky because wacky means crazy. I think people are lost. Well, on March 20th, 1995, members of this cult, Aum Shirinyoko, left five bags filled with a toxic nerve agent on three Tokyo trains during rush hour. Now, that is being a really bad person. What happened to the peace? What happened to the love? What happened to the we're all brothers and sisters? I mean, putting deadly nerve agents on a train in a major metropolis? Come on. Oh, and by the way, we have an episode on Tokyo. If you haven't heard it yet, I think it's one of our best episodes. I guess it's because I love Tokyo so much. But these passengers that were unfortunately the victims of this attack started choking and throwing up. Imagine that. You're on your commute to work and all of a sudden you're like... <gasps> And you can't breathe because some idiot decided, hey, 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 we're going to go out there and poison people. Oh, really good religion. And they have the nerve, the audacity to call themselves a religion. As far as I know, most religions, doesn't matter which one, the idea is peace and love, right? Maybe I'm wrong about that. I have to say I'm not an expert in religions, but I do believe in some kind of spirituality. I do believe that nature should be worshipped, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go sit naked under a tree and invite all my friends to drink some mushroom tea. You see, that's when it goes too far. The good thing is this guy was sentenced to death along with 12 other members of the group. Seven of them were executed in July of 2018, including the leader himself. And the other six at the time of this recording are still on death row. And to be on death row, estás esperando a que te maten. Estás esperando la pena de muerte. Well, at least justice was done. But as we're going to find out, in many of these cases, nobody has been brought to justice. Nobody has gone to court. Nobody has been tried. So there's a part of me that thinks that uh, there are a certain part of the population, a certain segment of the population, I should say, that are cool with this, that are involved in it. In fact, what we're going to look at in a little bit is that a lot of famous people, including 
presidents were involved in secret societies with rituals and all kinds of sacrifices and weird initiation things. So why isn't that a cult? See what I mean? If we're going to go by the definition, then a lot of people I know, including my mother and every president of the United States, has been involved in a cult. This next one is a perfect example because it's still in existence. I can't believe it that these things are allowed to go on. This one is called the children of God. And I don't know, I'm not religious, as I said before, but isn't that blasphemy? Using the name of God to lure children into having sex with you? And to lure is atraer, en el sentido de malo, creo. You know, lure. We use a lure when we go fishing. Well, this bastard, and pardon my French, because there's no other way to say it, David Moses, fíjate, se llama Moisés porque él lo ha puesto, not because it's his middle name. David Moses Berg founded this communist Christian offshoot. Now, I don't know about you, but isn't that like an oxymoron? communist Christian, and an offshoot is like a spin-off kind of thing. And this was in 1968. And he was concerned with moral decay, and he wanted society to evolve. As I said, good intentions, good ideals. The only problem is his ideas were very sex-centric on how to spread his views. So what did he do? Well, some examples. Flirty fishing. What? Flirty fishing? Well, this is what I said before, to lure young people into the cult. So they get these beautiful women, and they put them out there, and they say, hey, are you alone? Well, why don't you come over here, and tonight we're going to be playing guitar around the campfire. Who's going to say no if she's a beautiful, young, hippie girl? So a lot of these people have used sex to attract their followers. And in this group, the Children of God, which, what a horrible name. Oh, and now they changed the name, by the way, at least. But what I can't believe is you can still go to their website. They still exist. It's called Family International at the time of this recording. But let me tell you what was going on, because flirty fishing, okay, luring people in, it can be illegal if they're underage. According to this group, Having sex with children, underage children, was not only permitted, allowed, but it was also their divine right. So this guy Berg, who was a master of propaganda, writing, publishing, what he did is he really got his group out there. So if you're a master at marketing too, you can really spread the word. And as I said, in the year 2004, they changed their name to Family International. It exists today, and it operates in over 80 countries. Why isn't the media talking about this? According to them, they no longer permit sex between adults and children. Oh, well, that's very nice of you, considering it's illegal. And do you guys know the actors Joaquin Phoenix? He played the Joker. And Rose McGowan, she's been in many movies as well. And speaking of Mansons, she was involved with... Marilyn Manson. That was a dark story there as well. But let's not get into that. Let's stay focused. Joaquin Phoenix and Rose McGowan were both born into this cult. Yeah, 
to be born into it. That means they had no choice. That means their parents were members of this cult. And when they were born, they were initiated into the cult. Now, both of them have since left the cult and they have both spoken out against the cult. My question is, why are they still in existence? We've got to close down Family International. I don't care if they're not doing horrible things with children now. Just having that in your past as part of your track record is absolutely gross and they should shut them down for good. And for good is para siempre. The next one, again, some people call a religion, but uh, let's call a spade a spade. It is a cult. If you want to see a documentary about this, there are many, but one of the most popular ones is called Going Clear. It's about Scientology, which is one of the most popular religions in California, or cults, as we'll see now, depending on what you want to call it. But I'll tell you this, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck it's a duck and we say blanco y en botella i think you say in spanish and it seems like the church of scientology and i'm not even going to call them that scientology the cult of scientology has got a lot of actors by the balls uh, pardon my french pero es como se dice le tienen por los mm. i think that was crystal clear well according to international scholars Laws, courts, supreme courts, parliamentary bodies. This is a dangerous cult and a manipulative profit-making business. And there's one thing we forgot to talk about there. I knew it would come up. The money, the moolah. Yeah, everybody wants to be adored, but if they're going to give you money so you can buy Mercedes-Benz and you can buy nice rings and jewelry, well, oh yeah, let's do it. Give me the money. Show me the money, como dicen in la película Jerry Maguire. And that's starring Tom Cruise, a known Scientologist. But let's be honest. These guys are just false prophets trying to make a profit. <laughs> did you see what I did there? Profetas? Uh, beneficios? <laughs> well, they're not spelled the same, but they're homophones. And I love it because in the United States, we have Scientology. I think in Madrid, I'm not sure if they're still here, there was a, a place as well. But uh, the French government, the German government, they're not buying it. They're like, yeah? Oh, yeah, you're a church? I'll tell you what. Germany says that you are an anti-constitutional sect. The French government classifies this group as a dangerous cult. Hey, suit yourself. Tu mismo. And earlier I said something about Google being involved in a cult. Well, this is interesting because I was about to wrap the episode, the preparation of the episode, and my wife sent me an article. She knows what episodes I'm working on because sometimes I pick her brain for some ideas. And there's an article, I'll share it with you guys on Patreon, and a guy named Kevin Lloyd, and he was working at Google. And this guy realized that a lot of the workers were living in a certain area, uh, a little town. And what they realized was that in this town, I can't remember the name of the town. Hold on, let me check it. The town is called Oregon House. It's interesting because Oregon is a state. 
It's not in Oregon. It's in California. It's a town called Oregon House, but they call it, the people in this cult call it Apollo. And a lot of the people at Google, at high levels, seem to be linked to this cult. And if they're not, then there was no reason to fire this guy, Kevin Lloyd, when he brought it up, cuando lo mencionó. And I think this is a message that there are so many cults, so many secret societies that are hiding in plain sight. Well, this guy, when he tried to expose what was going on at Google, he was fired. So if it wasn't true, then why did you fire him? Aha, looks suspicious. I'm going to read the first part of the article to you guys because it's absolutely fascinating what happened here. I first joined Google in 2017 as part of Google Developer Studio, a production company within the heart of Google, making advertisements, instructional content, and produced events all for different teams within Google itself. I was fired from my team there in February of 2021 because I raised alarm about a cult within Google, a group called the Fellowship of Friends. The group is well documented. There are allegations of child abuse, human trafficking, forced abortions, and rape within the group, which has some 1,500 members worldwide and makes frequent prophecies of an imminent apocalypse. The cult's members dominate my former team at Google through favoritism and cronyism, not to mention direct payments back to the cult, thus funding its activities. I believe that as a result of my complaints about the fellowship, I lost my job at Google. I have filed a lawsuit and my story is out today in the New York Times, but I also wanted to tell my story in my own words. So here it goes. And I'm gonna share this with you guys so you can take a look at the article. But uh, as I said before, in plain sight many times. Let's take a look at a few documentaries that I can recommend and we will wrap up, amigos. We'll call it a day, as we say. When we say let's call it a day, we're saying vámonos a casita. One of them is Wild Wild Country about Bagwan, who was a guy who set up a commune over in Colorado. Another one, The Vow, La Promesa. The Prophets Pray. We looked at both of those words today. La Presa de la Profeta. Holy Hell, The Family. Oh, and let me warn you, The Family is not for the faint of heart. Well, you know what? None of these are for the faint of heart, but we are fascinated by this. Perhaps it's because we're asking ourselves, what could force somebody to get to that point? And I think that's what keeps us interested, the unknown, what we don't know about. But I always say, if you wanna believe in something, believe in yourself. Somehow you have all the answers deep inside you. And if you need a leader, somebody to take you by the hand and to guide you, give me a call. Or just take a look at your parents. Take a look at your grandparents. Those are the true leaders we need to follow. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of FYI.